Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by my guy Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we're looking at a little three-game slate here after a really full Wednesday night slate. Just a few games to choose from. Uh, In this one, we're going to be talking about two teams that are not necessarily trying to win, but we do have some value in the Rockets and the Spurs game. Also have another game video up for you guys and our player props that we're bringing you each and every weekday of this regular season. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also want you to head to thelines.com. That's where Nate and the gang are putting all our great written content up there for you. All those player props as well and our odds finder tool that you can use to make sure you go ahead and get the best juice back on all of these bets you make in the NBA this season. Nate, let's go through this little slate here and then talk Spurs and Rockets. Yeah, the Clippers have opened plus four at Miami. They're on a back-to-back here after playing in Orlando. Uh, The Rockets right now, it opened at minus one. They're up to minus two and a half because people cannot line up fast enough to bet against the Spurs. Totals at 233 there. And then the other game we break down is pretty much a pick Denver minus one at Portland. Dame Lillard back, total of 226 for that Northwest showdown. Look, the Spurs, we're just saying, like, are they really going to lose every game the rest of the season? Would would they dare? I mean, this is, this is a franchise that will do whatever they want. Um, and the Tankathon is, has been really impressive in terms of how badly they're just thumbing their nose at the, the process, like losing by an average of 18 points per game in their last eight, no covers. They have one cover in the last 11 of their losses. And that was by one and a half points against the Blazers barely got in there. Um, they were actually competitive in that first matchup with the Lakers. Right. And then all of a sudden Jeremy Sochan and uh, Jakob Pertl both go down with quad or knee injuries that are have still kept them out to this day. To, to have, and so they, they just don't want to have any defense. Um, Bates Diop has been ruled out. Uh, some fishy injury news that we don't even know. Josh Richardson or Doug McDermott might play or might not. I, it's That's not going to help their defense for sure. And Devin Vassell is questionable, and he would be a big deal if he's out because he's been their only efficient scorer. Keldon Johnson continues to struggle. Um, and they're just, yeah, I mean, the defense slightly better at home, but still just just awful. I mean, you look at their last five home games in particular, they're allowing, they're still allowing 120 points per game. So I think the starting point, we don't even need to talk about who the opponent is. The starting point for this for facing the Spurs is what is the opponent's team total? Do we want to take the over on that? I mean, it's gonna be really high with the 233 total. Um I, I might actually even lean under if if the Rockets are like w- projected for 126 here. Is that the math? Uh, I mean, yep. the Rockets are are extremely dependent on free throws to get their points up right now. Um, they're scoring far less on the road and getting 24 free throw attempts on the road, which is still good, but it's not the 30 they're getting at home. It's not the right. the uh, 43 they got in Phoenix for one of these rare road wins here. They've won four of their last six, though. Um, you know, playing pretty well, pretty pretty frisky. Uh, they might even get Jay Sean Tate back soon. Maybe not for this game, but the rookie Jabari Smith playing well. Um, Jalen Green, of course, the green light, and KPJ. And this is the same cast of characters that actually went in and won two of their last three in San Antonio, uh, despite a triple-double from DeJounte Murray, despite... The Spurs, when they had both DeJounte and DeMar DeRozan 
and Kelton Johnson still playing well in January of 2021. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a game that they will want to win. I'm just I, I look at some of the numbers and dive in deeper and it's just like they don't match up well against the Spurs. Uh, they're they're 30th in assist to turnover allowed. 30th and fast break points. That's how the Spurs are scoring this year because they don't have a good set offense. Um, and the Spurs are number one limiting free throws. And and again, that's what the Rockets depend on. Of course, lately the Spurs have started giving up more of that. They started giving up more of everything because uh, they're just straight up not playing to win. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's hard to to bet on anything here, but... The 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 takeaway, I mean, the, the tank is on for real, and the numbers that back it up the most is that the Spurs are 26th in fourth quarter scoring and giving up the most fourth quarter points per game. So even if it's close, if they decide they want to pull the plug, they will just let the other team win. Uh, but what do you think? Is this the night they say, like, <laughs> in-state rival, we're going to actually get one here because we can, and we'd like to give our fans something to cheer about? If you sense the the struggle in Nate's voice, it's it's because he wants to bet on the Spurs. He he's just like you can't lose every game, and if you're gonna pick them to win a game, you got to choose one of the bottom five teams in the league, which is what Houston is. All of that said, like Houston does want to win. Like there's some games that they're just completely overmatched. Um, but even with the Spurs' ability to limit free throws, like you don't have much of a choice. You're either going to foul one of their incredibly athletic guards in, in Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, when Jayshon Tate's in, incredibly versatile, powerful, um, you know, small bit, small man big, if you will. But like either way, you've got guys just flying at the rim. Like you've either got to foul them or let them, you know, get their shots. And, and Jalen Green's looked a lot better around the rim, which we've talked about recently. So. I just I, I'm still feeling good enough about uh, Houston to take them at basically a pick them in a game that like who's going to like outsmart them. Right. Like you look at the teams that they're beating as you talk about them winning four of their last six. They they beat a 76ers team at home that like, I don't know, James Harden came back. I don't know what to make of the Sixers. They're 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 a mess. They, they're similar to the Mavs. Like they could lose to anybody. They could beat anybody with, with when they have their even when they have their full team in there is kind of how I see it. So like. I don't know, like with with Houston, they they take advantage of these situations where like you just think that they're left for dead, and then they kind of come back with with a little bit of a vengeance. They didn't do that against the Warriors, and, and you know, but like they beat the Suns beforehand, so like it's a total make or miss league for them. Um, and when they are hitting the threes, what they do, which they do take at a rate that's like ninth highest in the league in terms of the the, the amount of field goals they're shooting from deep. Like they are shooting a ton of threes, so it's it, it is three or in the paint uh, for this Houston team, which which does make you feel decent about that like I, I don't know like Pearl's not playing but even when he was playing like we talked about he had a league worst uh, opponent field goal percentage uh, in the paint where it was like guys were shooting 71% around the rim against Jakob Pertl, um this season which is like I said pretty pretty bad pretty much the worst in the league um, and they are in, in, in what the like top 15 are the Spurs uh, in terms of no I'm sorry they're even worse than that now they're all the way at the bottom in terms of allowing points in the paint I'm sorry they're second worst I was looking at like a smaller sample size there for a minute but then I clicked on the correct 
tab. <laughs> and it was like, no, they're 29th in opponents points in the paint. And, you know, the, the Rockets remain sort of in the middle of that in, in, the, in the middle of the league in terms of points in the paint and how often they're even taking field goals from inside the paint. Um, but I, I got to imagine that they're going to continue to do that even at, at a higher rate um, with, like I said, with guys like Jalen Green uh, and KPJ just flying at the rim and, and that's their best offense. So if that's going to be the case, then I think they're going to get the free throws that the Spurs are limiting. I mean, when you look at free throw attempt rate, uh, the Spurs are, they're not the best team at that, right? They're, because they're playing at such a high pace uh, that they're still giving up a ton of free throws uh, throughout the game and, and, and allowing teams to continue to get to the line and get easy buckets. So like, I, I just lean towards, I do lean a little bit under um, just for some of the splits when between the Rockets at home uh, and on, on, on the road. I mean, the Spurs are better on defense at home because they only give up 120 points per game at home versus 122 on the road. So I guess that's better than awful or it's still really awful uh, or better than really awful. But, you know, the, 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 the Rockets on the road, uh, uh, obviously score uh, like seven, six points fewer, as you mentioned. Um, and, and they are shooting a little bit worse uh, from the field as well, probably taking a few more worse shots when you look at their, their shot selection as well. Um, so look, man, I mean, I don't know. I, I, second chance points could be a thing as well. Both these teams sort of rely on misses and, and helter skelter ball. So it's kind of like them both staring at each other in the like Spider-Man meme in a way. Um, but with that said, like with all the guys that are going to be out as well for the Spurs, I'm just going to take the Rockets who, who who have pretty much everybody playing for them um, and are at least we know going to be trying just a matter of, you know, how much are they going to be uh, sort of like composed enough um, to sort of have an efficient offense. And I think they'll be going to the rim enough to get some free throws, which is efficient offense. Yeah. I don't know if I even trust this injury report though, to see who the Spurs are playing. Like they definitely (laughs) guys who are out could suddenly be playing if they decide they want to win this game. But I think you're spot on with the under, being a way to cover like two of the three scenarios where this could unfold, right? That the Spurs just continue to just not care to score like 104 at home and that that's not enough for you to go over because the Rockets aren't aren't the Phoenix Suns. They're not going to score 133. They're not Zion Williamson who scored 130 on the Spurs. So that gets you under. Um, or there's a scenario where the Spurs actually care and they go out to win this game and you can limit the Houston Rockets because, again, they are not. An offensive juggernaut. Um, so the only scenario it doesn't cover is if the Spurs decide they're going to go out to win and they're going to play a fast break game. And then, you know, crazy stuff happens as it has, it has in some of these Rockets game lately. But yeah. I, I think they probably fired their best shot in at least in their last game here against Philly. Uh, I, I mean, the, the Rockets certainly aren't going to suddenly be on a heater here. They're, they're not a good team by any means. And yeah. I, I mean, they're facing one of the best coaches in the game. And if he, if he decides he wants to put the right pieces around to slow down Jalen green, I'm, I'm pretty sure he can take away Jalen green, regardless of who the personnel is out there for the Spurs. So under is our preferred bet here uh, yeah. because good Lord, we don't know what the motivations will be for the Spurs. <laughs> so true i mean you look at the spurs even uh their points total is against anybody that tries on defense which i'm not claiming the rockets do but i I, I lean under as well because um yeah i mean if pop decides that he wants to put in the right lineups to play this game the only thing i would argue is uh this is one of your your biggest contenders for for the top spot in the uh in the draft next season so it's kind of like this is the team to actually lose to the wins for the spurs might be those random nights uh where teams like the grizzlies 
babysit everybody or whatever, and they can pull one out of their butt. But like in a game where the Rockets are also fighting for last place in the league, maybe you know the Tankathon re- requires uh, in this situation that you that you lose. So either way, I, I'm gonna pick the Rockets. I'm gonna feel better about an under than an over in this one, uh, and then I'm just gonna not watch this game and do something else with my Thursday night. So and then this game is a pick 'em right now. Uh, Nuggets maybe minus one in Portland. Uh, with Dame Lillard back, the total is at 226. The Blazers could not get a win without him. I mean, they got two wins, actually. They, they lost seven of eight, then they won in Utah, and on a back-to-back, he returned. Showed a little rust against the Pacers. Uh, you know, missed a bunch of twos, four turnovers, but same old Dame, five for ten from deep, and a plus 30 in his time on the floor. Uh, you know, we talked about... Denver's home road splits a lot when we wanted to take them at home against Dallas two nights ago. Um, And now everything indicates that on the road, they should be giving up a lot of points at the very least here. Uh, We, we, you know, Dallas managed to get enough going from the perimeter to beat them in Denver. And it is a stark difference. I mean, they're 29th in defensive efficiency on the road, 25th and three point percentage, uh, which, you know, you could pretty much, Stop on that right there because now you have both Dame Lillard and Anthony Simons to deal with. And I don't think there's a better shooting backcourt uh, because Clay Thompson is not Clay Thompson anymore, uh, uh, at, at least in their ability to get their own shot. And Denver's defense has just been very inconsistent and, and pretty consistently bad on the road. Um, the question is, you know, will they be able to score? Because when they went to Portland in early November, Joker got into foul trouble, couldn't score on his old buddy Nurkic. Um, and he's been pretty quiet lately, honestly. I mean, they've lost three straight because he's not being as assertive as the two-time MVP should be. Granted, he had COVID like 10 days ago. Um, and, you know, you don't know where his wind is at. But, I mean, I don't know. It's It's... If they're going to lose four straight here, I mean, they are six and three after a loss and five and oh with that rest disadvantage. But I'm not really willing to bet against Portland with Dame out there either. Um, Their defense, you know, both teams have really good wing defense here. So I think that that that's going to be difficult to overcome. But I I think that the Nuggets struggles defending the three point line combined with Portland's struggles denying assist to field goal. Are, are pretty strong in support of this going over 226. Uh, you know, Portland's 27th in opponents' assisted field goal. Denver's third in assists, of course, with with Jokic at the controls there. Jamal Murray also starting to come into his own uh, in terms of ramping up his minutes, his, his assists, his production. And then you got Bruce Brown there as like your bonus facilitator in the middle. Um, Aaron Gordon returned to play really well. In that in that loss to Dallas, but I mean the key here, which you're probably dancing around, is they went over with Dallas at home, where their defense is better. <laughs> and while Portland is a pretty good defensive team this year and is keeping totals down in general, uh, not as much when they have Dame, and I don't think as much in this matchup as you would expect Dallas to to just slow it down and, and play at that snail's pace. Portland at least plays plays at a pace of ninety eight at home. Uh, where they allow 112 and score 114. 
Yeah, I think that's that's the only place I really lean here. I mean, there's there's nothing in the way of of like a trend between these two teams and their recent matchups that I feel good talking about or using in any way uh, for this. Um, Dame didn't play last season. Essentially, I think they had one game against the Nuggies where they played with Dame. Um, but like nobody comes along for the ride when these te- two teams are playing well on offense. When one of them is playing well on offense, I should say, right? Like it's either a twenty-five point blowout one way or the other, um, and and a, one team scoring you know in the one twenties and above, and one team scoring one ten or less. And so I don't know what to do with any of that. Um, I, I when you look at the way that these teams score, Portland's much better on defense this year. To your point, but. Um, um, you know, with, with the, they're also much better on offense at home, um, and and I think you know being better on defense this year is still not great. It's just it's, be, it's being in the top fifteen as opposed to like the second worst defensive team in the league, maybe the, you know worst at times last year. So um, that that's all obviously a, a direct result of, of a few extra guys, Josh Hart coming in the middle of the season, and then Jeremy Grant coming over in the off season. Um, both those guys having really good individual defensive ratings and defensive rebound percentages. So they're not giving up uh, nearly as many second chance points as well. Um, which is something that Denver hasn't done quite as well this year, uh, about 15th in terms of second chance points, something that they did a lot better last year. Once, you know, obviously when Michael Porter Jr. is in there as well, uh, you've got three guys that can all crash the offensive rebounds with Ago, uh, Aaron Gordon, and, and then Jokic as well. Um, and as opposed to opponent second chance points for, for Portland, Still not something that they're able to do uh, as well as in, in terms of defending the paint or uh, you know not allowing those second chance points. Still closer uh, you know to on, on in terms of the the bottom half of the league uh, allowing those and then opponent, opponents points in the paint as well. Where you know obviously like you know Denver does score a ton of their points in the paint, uh, all in the two pointers as well. Especially with Jamal Murray not necessarily ramping up from three yet, but I do like the fact that the offenses in this case will. I, I think you know. The, the trends say that that's the case for both of them, at least a little bit. Portland at home, they are 6-4 and four to the over, and then they, they're going by a couple points a game in terms of against the, the total there. And then Denver 9-6 uh, and six on the road uh, in terms of going over there as well, uh, covering by about four points in that in that in in those overs as well. So, um, like you said, the, the, the offense the other night and the lack of defense for them, uh, a little bit more emblematic of, of Jamal Murray getting 32 minutes a game this uh, at this point in the season versus the roughly 26 a game that he was getting when these two Two teams faced off last time, uh, and Portland did win that game uh, with with Dallas still or D- Dallas Denver still uh, struggling, you know, struggling to sort of insert Murray back into the lineup effectively. Uh, Jokic ended up getting like th- full three or four fouls before halftime, uh, and not really being a factor in this game with just nine points, nine boards, nine rebounds, or nine assists as well in just the 26 minutes. So uh, I think you can expect a bit more from him, but still in, in the matchups where he and Nurkic have been sort of just throwing haymakers at each other, it's just like watching two giant heavyweights just hit each other over and over, tire each other out uh, to the tune of Jokic averaging less than 20 points a game, nine less than nine boards and seven assists uh, in 13 career games versus Yusuf Nurkic after they, they split up from the Nuggies. Uh, Nurkic went to, to the Blazers. So uh, for Nurkic, same concept, sort of bigger brother Jokic has ha- held him to roughly 16 points a game, 10 boards, uh, and about two assists. So it's like, you know, just cancel that out almost. Uh, for, for those two guys, obviously, you give a little bit of an edge to Jokic, and you would hope that he would be coming back with a bit more of a vengeance. But I just go for the points uh, when you've got Dame out there and you've got some really good clutch numbers, obviously, when he's on the floor for them. And then, you know, the the, the Nuggets have been playing f- all right in, in the fourth quarter, except for uh, in these losses as of late where they've had some struggles. I think this is one where they, they pull it together and, and are at least focused enough to have, like, a good offensive battle. 
Yeah, I mean, we say he struggled against Nurkic. According to the simple metric of offensive rating, he had a 171 offensive rating in those 27 minutes against Nurk, and then 150 in the previous two, even though he scored 20 and 28. So it's not like he can't score on the big brute. Uh, Jokic, you know, pretty unfazed by anything. Uh, we we expect the Nuggets to bounce back, and I think that's the bigger trend here than even their home road is that how do they respond from a loss? It's not by clamping down. It's by showcasing that incredible offensive yeah. efficiency. That's really their only chance to be a contender. Um, after a loss last season, they were 22-13 and 13 to the over, uh, clearing that by plus six per game. You look at how they opened the season. You know, their fourth game of the season was this embarrassment at Portland where they gave up 135. They opened the season with an embarrassing blowout at Utah. But in between that, um, you know, how do we bounce back? They scored 128 on the Warriors in Golden State. You know, completely different team there versus there. So, you know, now trying to have some get back here against Portland and snap a three-game skid, I think that's what you really want to lean on is Denver – bringing it offensively and then just, you know, Dame rising to the challenge, uh, offensive efficiency on the other side of the ball, because exactly. that's, that's exactly what we expect from, from a Damian Lillard led team is that's how we're going to match you. Um, and as good as some of these wing defenders are, the strengths, the MVPs of each team are going to be operating kind of outside those per- parameters. They're not, they're not exactly your typical wings. They're, they're Dame Lillard from deep and, and Jokic facilitating everything. So, yeah, I think over at 226 seems pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And you look at where um, you know, where the uh the Nuggets are vulnerable and it's definitely at the point guard position where they're one of the worst teams in terms of giving up points uh, and, and assists and rebounds, uh, mostly points and assists uh, because they don't really have much at the top of that defense. I should also say uh, to, to the point of Jokic's offensive rating, it's in part because he's not able to stay on the floor uh, against uh, against Nurkic uh, as he's only averaged roughly like 27 minutes, 28 minutes uh, over the course of his last six games against Nurk because he's got he's averaging three and a half to four fouls in that time as well. So obviously having to come off the floor if he if Nurk is going to be able to bring it on offense. But I, I still think for, for, for this matchup especially, uh, it's a little bit of a Murray's going to be back, expect him to do more of his thing, ramping it up for, for, uh, for, for, for their guard play. Uh, and then, but the, he and, and and Jokic are involved uh, together. They're both just sort of you know making amplifying each of their own powers with that pick and roll. So you're listening to the Lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. 
So the first play-up prop that I'm bringing you guys here is Dame time. Uh, it's actually interesting if you look at Damian Lillard's stats uh, props tonight. They're a little bit high, or lower rather than Anthony Simons uh, for good reason, who's been on somewhat of a tear. So I'm going with Dame's um, points and assists. Like I said, Anthony Simons has inserted himself as uh, a scoring guard to be messed with. His prop is at 25.5 points tonight. Dame's is 23.5. I'm going to throw uh, the assist back in there as well. Like I said, 31.5 is minus 110 on DK. I'm also going to take over 3.5 threes for Dame. That's plus money right now, plus 115. You're not very often going to find Dame Lillard to get more than three threes just at plus one at plus money um usually you need to get him to get over four for that uh but he's coming back this is his second game back from injury uh since november 19th uh the last game back that you know he, he played um where he came back from a, a sort of couple weeks of injury and it was the second game back right the first game he played the other night uh where they beat the pacers 21 points uh and like six assists so you know still getting back into into shape played 32 minutes so you got to expect him to be healthy uh for this one as well but the last time he was out and his second game back he went 26 Six points and seven assists, six for twelve from deep. That was against uh, the Hornets. Obviously, not very good, but still a good a good amount for him in some some short time back. Um, that was following a dud in his first game back last time. So I'm sort of following the same trend. Give him a game to get into it like he did against Indiana, and then now he's coming back with a vengeance in his second game back with one under his belt. On the 24th of October this year, one of the first games of the season, they played Denver. He had 31 points, eight assists, and went four for seven from three as he was still healthy. One of his first games back from a huge, you know, long injury last season, missing almost the whole season. His last eight versus Denver, 33 points and nine assists in about 39 minutes a game. So you do expect him to get more than the 32 he had the other night. We're expecting some points uh, and a pretty good matchup in this one. He's in his career five and a half threes made per game uh, at 47% a clip in, uh, in the last eight versus Denver. Uh, he's covered this this 31 and a half points and assists in seven of those eight as well. Denver's allowing 13 threes made on the road, which is more than at home. Not very good uh, in the league right now, allowing 28.6% uh, three uh, on the road. They're allowing 38.6% uh, to their opponents and to point guards. Not good. We talked about this in the game video. Uh, they're bottom five and allowing points, assists, and three-pointers made to the opposing point guard. Dame Lillard's ready to take advantage of that as he has in his career against the Nuggets. So I'd, I'd take him as he's, his props still remain lower uh, than Anthony Simon. So I'm feeling better about that one. Uh, and then moving on to another player in this game. This might be my favorite, to be honest with you. Uh, it's between he and Dame, but but Aaron Gordon is looking like a man on fire right now. Um, and, and I feel really good about everything that, you know, sort of the tale that this that his stats against the Blazers tell, how he's been playing as of late. Um, but yeah, and, and how he plays against uh, Jeremy Grant as well. I should mention that's a pretty big matchup in this game. Those two guys definitely going at it. You look at the last time out on the, 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 the game mentioned earlier in the Dame part portion of this on the 24th of October this month. Uh, he had 26 points in 20. 28 minutes against the Blazers, six boards as well. Um, I feel good. His last, you know, I feel really good about what he can do tonight uh, in, in that same sort of matchup. The other things that you really love for Aaron Gordon, it's incredible how much better he is on the road and how much more they're using him. 31 and a half minutes on the road, uh, six more than at home, 19 and a half points a game uh, in 13 road games this year, as opposed to 12 points per game at home. That's almost eight more points per game on the road than at home. A bit, a bit more rebounds. Uh, obviously, a few more shots going up, roughly at 12 shot attempts, and at 64.5% field goal percentage on the road for Ego. So all those splits just look awesome. His last seven games, he's been on a tear as well, really picking up a lot of the slack. If you look at the uh, the, the minutes that he's playing uh, as well, you got to love that he's getting the 30 minutes a game, which is more than he had uh, against the Blazers, where he had the 26 points earlier this year. Uh, but in his last seven, like I said, 30 minutes a game, 20.5 points a game, and 6.5 boards, uh, taking those 12 shots a game over 
over the last seven that he's played. So everything about Ego tonight, road splits, uh, how he plays against this team in general, uh, and, and how he's you know needed on this in this offense right now as you still sort of wait for Jamal Murray to kind of get back into shape. Uh, I think you feel pretty good about uh, Aaron Gordon go over in this one. Uh, third one here, the only uh, game, that, the only player I'm actually picking not from this Blazers and Nuggets game is Ivaka Zubac or Zushak, however you want to call him. Um, I'm going to go over 19 and a half points and rebounds tonight for uh, Zubak. That's minus 120 on DK. Um, in his last 10, you know, 12 boards and 12 uh, points per game. So about 24 uh, combined there in his last 10 games. Uh, even if you take out that uh, 31 and 29 performance where he had 31 points, 29 assists against Indy, uh, he's still averaging 10 boards, 10, uh, 10 points in 30 minutes a game, uh, you know, in, in those other nine games out of the last 10 that he's played, even if you take out that absurd performance so still getting you over that prop there his eight career games versus bam not the greatest numbers because it's just 10 points and seven boards so slightly shy of that but that's all in 21 minutes per game so you look at some of the the instances of when he played against bam in this heat team uh and it was just it was an instance of him not getting minutes and it wasn't even really foul trouble it was strictly just he wasn't as focal uh, of a point in their offense and it wasn't as necessary and even you know when he was on the clippers playing those games you still had him coming out uh and and giving way to guys like uh, mark marcus morris um, and, and obviously Kawhi and PG don't always need a true center out there. So when they're not out there, and, and I don't know if they will or not, they're listed as nothing right now, but they could just not play. Even when they are listed, they do play. So I hate picking uh, with, the, with the, you know, predicting if the Clippers are going to play their two best players or not. Um, but I will say that, you know, more minutes are coming for Zoo. He's earned it, and he's that's what he's been getting. As I said, 30 minutes a game over the last 10. You had Kawhi and PG in and out of the lineup. If you look at his per 36 against... Uh, um, against Bam in his career, and you extrapolate that out from the 21 minutes a game, add those 15 minutes per game, he's looking at about 15 boards and 11, or excuse me, 15 points and 11 boards per game against Bam. So that easily gets you over the, the 20 that he needs tonight. Um, the 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 uh, Heat are good against centers for sure uh, in terms of limiting what they do. Uh, but Zoo has, has been fine against Bam when he gets the time to be to be out there and playing. Uh, and the Miami has the worst field goal percentage in the league right now. Uh, straight up, these teams aren't shooting the ball very much, and they're playing at a very slow pace. Um, but they've been playing a little bit faster. Have the uh, the, the the heat at least uh, at home. Uh, I think there's some opportunity for some rebounds and stuff for for Zubak or Zushak, however you want to call him tonight. And then. Finishing thing, things up, back to that Nuggets Blazers game, so I can at least know who's playing in it and give you guys some some numbers here. Going over to FanDuel for minus one thirteen for Joker to hit thirty one and a half more than that points and assists. Uh, I don't want to touch the rebounds necessarily when when Joker's going up against Nurk, um, and and I do think that there's the opportunity for some, some buckets to go in tonight with the the lack of defense that Denver plays on the road, and also the amount of points that are scored in in Portland when they play at home. Um, so over 31 and a half points and assists is where I go for Joker in his last 10. Uh, overall, he's looking at 25 points a game, nine assists in 33 minutes. You got to expect him to get the minutes tonight. Every every second that Nurk is on the floor, Joker's going to be out there, and really vice versa. So I think they want to keep Joker out there as much as possible. Try to limit the uh, sort of get Nurk a little bit more tired having to guard Joker uh, and limit what he's able to do down low uh, in his career versus Nurkic you know you follow what these guys did since they were both on the Nuggets and obviously the Nuggets made the wise choice to keep Joker uh, and get rid of Nurk not needing another star center out there um, but 24 and 7 and 32 minutes per game against Nurk still gets you right at the 31 and a half PA um, but I think that you know also the road splits for for Joker last 10 on the road 24 points 9 assists um, so I think the assists are 
the way to go to add to the points tonight. You always get 23 and a half points for Joker because he is playing against Nurkic um, is the reason that it's so low for a guy who also hasn't been scoring nearly as much this season. Um, maybe, you know, obviously trying to get other guys involved. They're still doing well in the standings. So it's not like he's his uh, lack of scoring uh, compared to last year where he's the only guy on the floor. So, of course, he's scoring closer to 30 points a game than he is this season. And this season, he's happy to up those assists. Portland defense better this year, but still allowing the fifth most assists per game to their opponent. So as I said, just tonight for Joker, you got to attack the, the assists and you always got to add the points to to it so that, um, you know, he's going to fill up one of those categories for sure. It just would bank on the assists tonight over the boards uh, in a tough matchup against Nurkic and these Blazers. So that is all the time that I have for you guys today. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Also head to the lines.com. That's where you can use that odds finder tool to make sure you're shopping these lines to the best of your ability to get all that juice back on these NBA player props. So until we see you next, happy betting. <laughs>